spidey senses tingling. Hello. Hello, Slimbo Slice. Good afternoon. Look out. That is some coming in hot. He's coming in hot. I Sorry. passed the torch on to you, Redline Dale. Look, your, your <laughs> mic's getting closer and closer, too. I don't know what you talking We're about. We're just going to have to separate you. Paper keg. Music's like Paper keg number five. Let's talk about it. Big show Cinco. tonight, Monday, when this posts. Um, We're a comic podcast. Yeah? Right? For real. We'll nice go time over. I checked. We, uh, we're here with Jonesy. He is writing a comic book right now. Two issues done. Really? What? Go out on Monday. To Fiendsta. Google it right now. Jonesy's Comic. See what comes up. Dot com. <laughs> Jonesy'sComic.com. We are here with Dale underscore A on the Twitter. Ciao. We're in New Jersey right now. Can you believe it? I'm so glad to have you here. You're so cooking you steaks were. too, right? I'm cooking steaks. You know, I, I clean the uh, grill. Grate's a little rusty, but yeah, I cares, love it. Right? I love it. I love getting tetanus. It's fine. It's, it's all fine. Uh, so yeah, the comics. This it's is all a fine. paper it's all fine. paper keg podcast. You can check us out on the internet if you so choose. Um, so we'll go over some news. We'll go over what we're reading. That's what we do now, every week. Listeners, this news is a surprise to us. It's, it's, it's a just, rapid fire, crossfire, crotch you'll, fire. You'll get caught up in the slinging of news. <laughs> and then and then we do a book club book. That every every one of us reads, uh, which this week, Stumptown. Let's talk about it <laughs> later in the show. Next week, Jonesy. next week, breaking news. Fear Agent Volume One. What? Man, I can't wait to go. I can't wait that. to talk about it with you guys next. It's gonna week. be a whole week. And then we'll read your letters to close out the show. Boom. Favorite part. Mm-hmm. Favorite part of that show. I love the letters that are coming in. I, I tell you why I love the letters is because, you know, people are listening. Absolutely. Yeah. That's what it's all about. Um, I'm not sure if we can. We can't. Farrington says. Farrington says. Oh, Farrington, Mark Farrington, the DC historian. Y'all want to see a dead body? Usually a, a a a big part of this show. Yeah. He's on assignment. Chicago. Not here Jesus. tonight. Probably not writing an article for Papercake.com. Let's be honest. Probably on Facebook. Guys, 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 slacking it. Checking in on Twitter conversations. Yeah. Nineteen days after they happen. <laughs> so yeah, let's um. Yeah, but you're you're right, Dale. This podcast is the numbers are through the roof. Um, I, I won't I mean, beat around the bush. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. Um, we are two reviews away from giving out uh, a free custom voicemail message from Mark Farrington. He'll do it from Chicago if he has to. If you, I know a lot of people no, dream. A lot of people dream about having a black man do your voicemail message. This is your. I know. I would have scared my relatives. Yeah. <laughs> well, your relatives are from the South. Let's be honest here. Letting you know that he's black on the voicemail is optional. <laughs> that is an optional decision. Uh, let, let's let's get into it right now. Paperkeg.com news. Okay? I'm going to spring it on you. The Newswire. The Call Avengers it. movie has started filming. What? Yes. Breaking this, news. It's already. <laughs> your thoughts on the Avengers film, uh, Jonesy? Uh, I am excited, but probably mostly so because Joss Whedon is helming it. Internet and, uh, darling. He could do no wrong in my eyes. Hmm. Uh, didn't really catch on to the, the Buffy craze till it was too late, but his Good man. run on uh, Astonishing X-Men probably changed my life. God, it changed your life for the better. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Firefly and Serenity, I'm not one, I'm not a brown coat, what as that the mean? crazy fans call themselves. 
get out of but here. I, with the brown but food. I do. Th- yeah, I look at it. Google it. God, we're high five. Google right it, now. then Jonesy. get me a beer. Me and Josie's high five because we're not brown. <laughs> Nathan Fillion. Is that how you say it? Fillion? Fillion. He's the, the biggest internet darling that you can think of. Oh, I yeah. think. Everybody loves Nathan Fillion. He, Castle, he could be show. playing Hitler in a new movie, and the nerds would just I'd fall, on, fall on over him. Then you call me a Nazi coat. Oh. Whatever. Yeah. Not but, sure uh, how I feel about that. Yet, <laughs> big fan of uh, Firefly Serenity and how one of those. I don't write fan fiction. I'm not crazy. Oh, you're probably the only one. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta be the only one. alienate 90% of our listeners. <laughs> But uh, hey, as long as they review us on iTunes, doesn't matter if it's good or bad. Joss Whedon, he's gonna make a good Avengers movie. Yes, tell your thoughts on Joss. I think I, I am positivity now. Mm-hmm. I feel good about Joss Whedon. I feel good about this Avengers movie. Um, you know, black people are not. I don't know if they're gonna be in the movie. Yeah, big uproar. But big uproar. You know what? I don't care. We can't yeah. put the Falcon in there somewhere. Uh, I got a newsflash. He no doesn't get a director's no chair. I'll tell you that much. Falcon. Nobody. I'll be honest with you. How Nick Fury, Samuel L. Jackson, he's not going to be black for the Avengers? He is black and he runs the Avengers. People people do forget that. Mm. All right, fine. So (laughs) there's no controversy then. (laughs) Controversy is is now done. Yes. But, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be – I mean, I'm excited. The fact that, uh, you know, this this ball is coming together that first started with Iron Man and uh, Mm -hmm. Samuel L. At the end of the movie, Sammy L. I mean, this is going to be the culmination of years of movies. Just Sammy Love. I'm going on Fandango right now, just just to write a pre-review. I'm pre-ordering my ticket. <laughs> um, the Avengers movie. The... When's that come out? Next year? The year yeah. after? What's well, uh, Thor's next Friday? Well, maybe this Friday, depending on this post. Yeah. And then what? Captain America's July. July. Can't wait. Thor's getting just hot and heavy reviews. Yeah. Yeah, it heavy. did very well internationally, from what I hear. Thor. The the Europeans love Thor. Yeah, they love them. You know. They love, they, love that, they love that Nor bull ass. Yeah? Norse. Nordic. Norsky. <laughs> they probably have fjords in Asgard, which make makes At D Sale happy for his they, uh, correction. The the uh, Captain America movie. Uh apparently there was spoilers where the movie ends in present day, I think. Really? Yeah. Spoilers. I, that makes sense. Oh yeah, say spoilers so I we don't say get any spoilers battles before, with anybody. beforehand. Well, generally, Jonesy, when you reveal <laughs> Walking Dead spoilers to people, they get upset. That's well, what happens. You know what? I stand by the fact that I revealed nothing. <laughs> They're the Walking Dead. Actually, you're you are supposed to start the show off with another apology. I think to the <laughs> my walking, apology week. Walking Dead. Uh, at Mary Sale, I'm sorry that you inferred from my comments that there was a spoiler about the identity of who got shot. But you know what? I stand by my ability and duty to report the comic news as I see fit. Okay. Music. That was not really an apology, I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. But it was so politically correct and public relations friendly. It was. Uh, Superman. He's, have you heard uh, about this guy? Have you seen him? Have you heard about this? <laughs> he has renounced his American citizenship all over the news. So he's the Johnny Depp of superheroes? A very controversial he lives in news, France. Uh, news yes. break. It is controversial. Fox News is all over it. Oh my god! Of course, Fox they they News. hate now. They hate Superman. Why? Because he's not an American. I mean, but why did he do it? Um, because spoilers. he doesn't. He doesn't want yeah, spoilers. Actually, the whole thing is pretty much a big spoiler. This, is, Too late this now. comic podcast is. I mean, it's is spoiler heavy. I mean, most people yeah. watch Fox News. Fox News, right? Yeah. So you probably I watch saw Fox this. News. I don't know about you. <laughs> they got the hot. They have the hot newscasters. This one. They do. They're so hot. Uh, let me let me Chef ask Smith. this question. Marvel re- or Marvel DC released a statement Boom. saying that uh, 
that Superman was was they needed to be big, bigger than the American way. You know, he had to fight for bigger things. Get out of here. And that he was still going to stay true to his, you know, Kansas farm boy roots, but in yeah, a more but... international and global scale. Quit talking because you're making me mad. I, I just it, raised in Kansas, uproar. but what do you those will be Americans. What do you think just... Nathan Fillion thinks about this? I think Nathan Fillion should uh, go and run D.C. and make it American. Internet already. darling. Who's, who's, no who's a bigger internet darling, Nathan Fillion or Jeff Johns? I would say Nathan Fillion. Nathan Fillion. Jeff Johns is, I would say, a comic book convention darling. He is. He's built like a brick S house. I know. I hate him. Yeah, for how it. does a comic book guy find all the time to work out? That's, That's all I want. Like you know, he used to like intern for Robert Zemeckis. No, I didn't know that. Yeah. Who's that dude? <laughs> directed. Uh, he's, Back he's, to the future. he's made a all few right, crappy fine. animated films seriously. in the past few years. Um, so yeah, Superman no longer U.S. citizen. Good. Don't need him. Um, as long as Batman's still a U.S. citizen, that's all I need. Is he? Yeah. Do you know when was the last time you saw his uh, citizenship? Well, maybe I should check his Facebook page. Maybe you should check his birth certificate. Yeah. Boom. Long form. Oh, right. you know news. I mean? So, in it. and it's funny, um, with the Superman news, Paul Cornell wrote the main story. You know, he didn't write He didn't write this backup story that uh, that came out. I think, I don't even know. Isn't it like a nine-page the, this blurb at the uh, yeah, like the it's, it's the Action Comics nine hundred. It's like seventy pages or something, and there's some there's some filler eight ninety nine. There's, there's some backstories in it, and one of them was written by uh, what's the guy? Oh, yes, the Dame, Damon Lindelof uh -huh. from Lost. Oh, from Lost. Yeah, his That's story was who like, wrote it. No, oh. no, he wrote one story. Um, Paul Cornell was you know on the twitters saying it's like uh, he was kind of bummed. No one's talking about the main story. You know, they're all on the citizenship stuff. Well, Paul, maybe we should have an interesting a plot. Oh my god. Did Paul. you read the action Paul. comics? Nope. We don't know anything about the comic, Paul. Uh, it involves Lex Luthor and Superman. Well, he's Whoa, Lex shock. Luthor's president, so maybe that's why. He was he's president, not president 10 years anymore. ago. He's not president anymore? No. Yeah, it's only a four year term, Dale. Yeah, but if Lex Luthor's running it, you don't think, I think he changes he was, it up? He was president when I was in high school. I, I yeah. hate you guys. I don't know. <laughs> it was easily 10 know. years ago, Dale. Easily a decade ago. Oh, God. Which is like one week in comics uh, continuity. Get out of here, Jonesy. Digital <laughs> Dark Horse. The app is finally out. Is it? Mm -hmm. I am boycotting it. Oh, my oh, word. Nice. Jonesy, tell us about why I'm boycotting uh, I this. read on the Twitters that uh, me? you me? could not transfer. That's right. <laughs> you could not transfer purchases from the web, and then you have to rebuy issues. Based really? on that. It will not be downloaded uh, to my iOS device. I'm not sure if I agree with you on that point. You know? Whoa, what was that? I don't know if I did. I was your um, disagreement rumbling through the cord. <laughs> the my issue with the the digital dark horse. Talk about it. I'm going to get into it right yeah. now. So hard. Um, which has been which has been debated. There, you know, the when they first came out, they were going to talk about bundles. You know, uh, uh -huh. Baltimore, the plague ships. Oh, man. Good issues. Um, <laughs> you could get one issue for you know a dollar, two bucks, or you can get the whole package for you know four bucks, and that's like five issues, I think it is. Wow, it's just math. Um, right there. But the way they do it is on the web, you buy it, and you now you unlock the single issues, so it's not one big file trade like a trade paperback. Oh. So Comicsology has you know invincible trades, but it's literally a trade paperback in digital form. So Apple doesn't allow you to buy something and then it unlocks smaller files, like smaller other items. So Dark Horse could have fixed this by just like combining right, Baltimore plague ships into one big file. It's a it's a digital file, just mm -hmm. cut and paste or whatever yeah. you do. I'm sure you could Photoshop some of that together. Yeah. I don't know. J-Man could do it. <laughs> at J-Man says on the Twitter. Check him out. I'm not following this conversation at all. <laughs>
Look, uh, you so, know what it's like doing a podcast with two IT people? <laughs> but the thing is, uh, at Gobo on the Twitter, he's a comic guy from, I think, Montreal. We won't, hold that. We won't hold that against okay. him. Uh, he bought two, he, he bought a bundle on the web, and they showed up in the app to, as two single issues. Oh, okay. So I don't know if Dark Horse is like getting a fast one by Apple with that. But that technically shouldn't be allowed. They're not now. Well, not anymore because we know Steve Jobs is listening. He's probably – absolutely. Obviously. He's sitting back drinking some – Mimosas? Yeah, mimosas. He loves mimosas. You know it. Yeah. Steve I mean, Jobs. Liver problem Mimosa guy. <laughs> Criminal? Criminal. So that's my issue. The, the web version is actually very good because it's not written in Flash. It's written in you know pure HTML5. That's the cocaine of web. Oh, that, of that's web what properties that's like. sweet, I think. So I, tr- I used it on my iPhone. You can read mm. a comic on their web viewer yeah. on the iPhone. You know, it's not great, but it's there. It could be, it, you know, it has the potential to get better. Mm. So if you have an Android phone, that's the only way you can do the digital mm. dark horse dance and jig. Well, look. Okay. It's my turn. Maybe I'll give you them a second try. You're to get into this? it? All right. Because I am annoyed. Oh, my. Digital Dark Horse. Oh, yeah, dude. I downloaded the app. I was all excited. Man, you see this Retina 4 icon? The beautiful horse's head? Retina 4? There's a Dark Horse's head. You, you boot the thing up, and who's the mascot standing behind Digit Dark Horse's logo? I don't know. <laughs> She's from Mass Effect. That's all I know. Mass Effect is... When you think Dark Horse, do you think Mass Effect chick? No, you think Goon. You think... Hellboy, you think Chimichanga, you think Fear Agent. Fear Agent, boom. What do you think of, Jonesy? Who's Chimichanga? Who's Chimichanga? That's another one. <laughs> now, I would say Hellboy is Hellboy. Their, Absolutely. Their and you know what's weird title. is they just get slapped um, in their heads. The Beat published, you know, I think in when you look at the app in iTunes, it shows you the top in app purchases. Yeah. Guess what were the top five? Mass Effect. Oh, my God. Are you serious? Yeah, we talked about that on the Twitter, and we weren't sure if, you know, Gamers bought a lot of comics. Maybe it's a huge property for them, probably. I don't know if that's a big correlation between gamers that buy comics specifically because they love video games. I you just th- think it's, you know, people who play comics are probably more dis- you know, disposed to play video games. Don't start my music. I'm I wasn't going to. I'm going to give it a few, give it a few minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess maybe that's where they make their money. You know, uh, what is it? Uh, was it Although Boom Studios? Boom Studios does properties at the Wazoo. Mm-hmm. Yeah? That's yeah. probably where they make their money. I don't know. I just. Well, I mean, I, as a comic reader, I'd love to see Hellboy as the as the main property on the app, right? Not but this Mass Effect broad. You know, I, know, I love I women. Know. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Alien women too. Just not on my I comic. Love green women. They're green. That just, that yeah, doesn't that's sure. Funny. Absolutely, we don't discriminate around here. That's my. I mean, Oracle. I haven't bought anything from it Oracle. yet. But. Yeah. Uh, did I buy anything? Uh, no, I just got the, nah. the free stuff. But that's it. So no fear, agent. No fear, agent. I know Shame. that started in Image. But eventually went over to Dark Horse, so I'm not sure where the properties lie. But you know, throw some Fear Agent on there. We're talking about that. Paper Pig Six. I buy it next week. Stay tuned. I buy it. Dark Horse. Listen, I'll buy it. Are they listening? Let's move on. Probably not. All right, big topic right now. What we've all been waiting to talk about. Yes. Your eyes are so serious right now. They can't get any seriouser. Marvel's massively multiplayer online game has been announced (sighs) in 2005. Boom. Ma, bah, Bendis is, is going to be writing this MMO. Why? Great. Because his team books are so well written? Because he's oh, not spread ouch. thin enough? Ouch. This guy? You know what? Now, I love Bendis on a single single <laughs> title, single character. 
I said uh, yeah. it before. I'll say it again. I mean, I don't. New Avenger sucks. Look, slim. <laughs> Lay it down. Music. <laughs> Why is that the draw all of a sudden? They're they're serious about making an MMO when uh, City of Heroes first started out as the uh, the Marvel MMO. Like what? It's, it's, it might be just a little too late. I don't know. I think uh, they're a little late to the game. <laughs> DCU Online is out. Um, so Marvel has announced they're doing an MMO free to play. Oh, yeah, they what? do know the way to my heart by making That's it free. True, I am yeah. cheap. Well, aside from Jonesy not wanting to pay for MMO games, nope, not I don't know do it. how many people are going to want to play a Marvel MMO that's only for PC, right? It's not for consoles. No. I'm definitely not going to get how many MMOs are. Can you play a free to play MMO on a console? You you still have to pay for the game. Stuff, yeah. There has yeah, to be some kind of transaction. Why would happening. they not want to bring that to consoles? Fantasy Star games. for the Saturn, because they're not the serious. Dreamcast, my, yeah, Dreamcast. That's a great uh, console. It's greatest oh console of all time. Sky of Arcadia, great game. Oh my god, remember that game? Um, Jet Grind Radio. Let's bring it back. Let's bring it back <laughs> to the. Sorry, this Sorry. is the Dreamcast. Take, you're taking it out of the show. Sorry. Uh, that's just to me. That shows that they're not serious about this MMO business. You know, they announced the writer of an MMO. What does that mean? Is it going to come out five years from now? How long, like t- a, right. how long does it take to build an MMO? Anybody? Yes. Nobody. Three, four years. Years. Oh. Yeah. It seems like a last ditch effort to uh, yeah. to catch up to DC online. And and which I refuse annou- to pay because it costs monies. And them announcing Bendis as the writer. I mean that's awesome, but yeah. <laughs> Look, sure, the proof is in the pudding, right? <laughs> I think Jeff Johns. Wrote, <laughs> Look on your face. <laughs> I think Jeff Johns wrote the uh, DC Universe one, or Jim Lee was uh, like director. Jim Lee, Jim Lee did the art. Models. Oh, I, I think so. I think you might be right. Yeah. What does that mean that Bendis is writing an MMO? We're going to get some some great interaction between characters. It's going to take twenty minutes to get through. You know, they're going to talk for a paragraph not. at a time. And I then hate we cut get, scenes as it is. And then we get to exchange a you know a item with them. The MMO is going to be called Spider Woman: Colon Marvel: Colon MMO. <laughs> I better not Marvel see MMO: The Return of Spider Woman. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's the MMO business. All right. There you have it. Should we get into uh, some uh, some comic talk? Uh, I, I can talk yeah. about a comic. Yeah. yeah, who's who's going first? We're in Kyle's house. We, we are we are at Casa de uh, underscore A. That is that is what it's called. You're a poet and didn't know it, my friend. Dale, what are you oh, reading right now? All right, look, I've been waiting, mad long time. Talk about this, mad long, mad long. <clears throat> Cough it up. You all right. The abominable Charles Christopher. Oh, man, if you guys you guys don't know anything about this, listeners. Get on this webcomic. You told me about it this week. I, I didn't know nothing about it. I thought it was just like some prank URL. was going to send me to a porno site. It is. Uh, yeah, because a porno you know site, why? Though. Because it's abominable.cc, whatever that what is. Is that credit card company? I'm reading a credit card company book. Is that, yeah, Canadian Costa Free Coco? Co- I don't know. Coast- Anyway, I feel like just, I should just eye roll at me. <laughs> I'm <laughs> insulted. I'm going to open up this comic uh, ranty thing with a uh, a Twitter quote from Bill Willingham, uh, who fables is... writer oh, yeah, yeah. and comic artist. Quote, Bill Willingham. I might even argue that at Carl Kershaw's, the abominable Charles Christopher is the best of any comic being produced. Wow. Whoa. I mean, that's for a comic creator – to say that, now I don't know if that's true. I don't. I'm not. That's, you don't even know if that's a real quote. No, that's a real quote. But oh, I, okay. I mean, I I can't verify that's the best. The abominable. I'm not smart enough. Charles Christopher. Christopher. Okay. Okay. And it's a web comic. Uh-huh. It is a. But what does that mean, Dale? What is a web comic? Web comic. Uh, in this vein, 
this guy Carl Kershaw. He basically it's the uh, every week he releases a bit of the storyline that's probably as long as a comic strip in a newspaper. Uh, kind of like a High Moon back in the day. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Exactly. It's like three or four panels long. Releases one week at a time, and uh, it just it just leaves you wanting more. That's all I can say. Um, is this uh, able to be read on iPad? Do they, he doesn't yep. use Flash or anything. Verified it. Verified it uh, this it. morning. Love and uh, what is the premise of the abomin <laughs> uh, that guy? So here's the thing. I mean, I don't even really know. The abominable Charles Sold. Charles Christopher. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Charles Christopher is the name of this Yeti character. He he doesn't speak through the whole comic. He, I like him already. Yeah, but it's he's like he has this like in the beginning of the strip he has like this baby or this kid's mentality. He's real afraid of things and he's uh, real spooked by things. But all around him is uh, like this whole living world of anthropomorphic uh, characters. You know, remember, remember Slim? Uh, it's like this whole. It's like this meadow or these woods, and there's like these little tiny plot lines, and it's not always about Charles Christopher, which is going on some journey to – he encounters the lion, which represents the wind. I knew that. And, uh, I could just sense it. The lion and the wind at the top of the mountain sends Charles Christopher on a journey to get like info on this guy because the uh, this civilization of man is encroaching on their territory. Mm-hmm. But I would say Charles Christopher's only mentioned in probably one every three strips or something. And, like, otherwise, there's these little plot lines of, like, forest animals with their own, like, little lives going on. Right. Like, there's this uh, – there's these two birds. They're married, and they got a little couple. And, like, the the wife is married at the husband because he's out drinking every night. But it's, like – some of it's a little dramatic, and some of it's a little funny. There's, like, a blue jay who sees, like, a grasshopper therapist – and the Therese Hopper's like sitting on a thump, a stump or something, and it's. Is this is this a web comic where it's every day is its own separate, you know, story? So it's not like uh, you know, Prince Valiant or, I don't know, the Superman strip where, it's like a piece of a you know twelve panel story. It, yeah, it's um, it's definitely so far, it's uh, it's its own separate story. Gotcha. Like so, one time you'll visit the birds having marital problems or whatever. And uh, there's this, like, leader of the woods. His, his name is uh, Vival Viv, the Bear or something. And it, and some every once in a while they'll flash back to his story. And he was used to be, like, a circus bear, and he was abused. That's adorable. And uh, eventually, you assume that he gets out, but he speaks with, like, a Russian accent. I just – I can't stop reading it because he re – it was released in such small segments that you just – you can keep on reading them in, like, five seconds. You get another strip out of the way. Nice. And he started doing it in maybe '08 or '09, so there's a lot out, and I, I'm probably 50 or 52 issues in. Wow! But I, I mean, I really can't get enough of it. It's it's the coolest thing, and uh, it's a it's a nice business model because you can order these prints for like fifteen dollars. You can order a strip framed, but uh, I mean, the, 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 he's just it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> My time is up. <laughs> I wasn't sure if that was gonna work or not. Holy crap! <laughs> just wet. Uh, Why would out. you do that? I recommend it. What, it's abominable.cc, right? Yeah, abominable. Now is it every day? It's every day new, a new strip. I think it's every fr every week. Ooh. But I mean, there's probably at least a hundred or hundred and fifty to catch up on. So I've never even really got into web comics. I'm not sure if I don't know if they're ever my thing. I don't know if I could just 
dedicate myself to the easy task of checking back every day for something new. Yeah, uh, too hard. Can't subscribe to the RSS feed or anything. It's oh, you can't. Oh, no, are you being can. an ass? Being that itself is a bomb. You're being you're right laziness. Now? Wait, you're being sarcastic. So I can. Su- you can subscribe. Yeah, he's subscribe. just being. You know, he's just. He just got to rub it in my face because I gonged him. Underscore a hole. <laughs> That was good. <laughs> there you go. But I implore you guys to check it out. I mean, uh, people people write in because uh, I believe. I'm a firm believer. Okay. Well, I'm going to check it out. I'm going to add it to my RSS feed. Do it. Yeah. On my Flipboard, on my iPad. Oh, my God. I'm going to do my reader. What is, my, what is a reader, Jonesy? What, what does that even mean? <laughs> reader. What's happening. Oh, reader. reader. With two E's. Yeah. Jonesy, what are you reading right now? Uh, Venom Issue the Second by Rick Remender. Ooh. Remender. It's a callback. Remender. Uh, I really like where Rick is going with Venom. They took away his cliched, you know, I'm a big anti-Spider-Man who drools a lot. And the premise of the book is Flash Thompson is a military agent. Mm-hmm. And the military has a hold of the Venom suit. And for, you know, a limited amount of time, they bond together and he goes on missions. Huh. Then he comes back to get the suit separated. So he, he becomes like Agent Venom. And uh, uses oh, and it's for military purposes. The military intervenes to get like rip the suit off of him or whatever. Right, correct. Oh, that's cool. And he can only bond for a certain amount of time. Before yeah, forty-eight he hours. Is. He could become permanently bonded with the symbiote. Yeah, so, symbiote. but uh, even like during the issues, like at hour twenty-two or hour twenty-four, like not close to the forty-eight hour window, you can still see the symbiote start to grow in a uh, uh, influence over his Ooh, thoughts. And I mean, cool. it's the way it's written is very like. Oh, I heard a Very, sigh. I did hear a sigh from you, Jensi. Right? Was that there. a good sigh? I, I don't know. Tell. You tell us. Uh, it was a good sigh. <laughs> it's it's a very like James Bond ish book. Was it like he has like one singular task and he's going after that? And the um, the inner monologues are very mission based. Like I right, got to move, got to run, gotta, hmm. and but then they're speckled in is the the comments of the symbiote. Yeah, that's so wow. That surprised well. me. The uh, most recent issue that it was kind of a one off thing. Like the way the last one ended, up, it didn't really have like a to be continued. It was more like a a broad, you know, read again next month. Right. Um, and this issue started out with um, Craven the Hunter. Correct. When did Craven come back? Can anyone answer that? I, don't, I know he his daughter was in a recent Spider Man arc, but yeah, it was like yeah, over because the summer, because they he himself him. had died. Yeah, he did die long ago. Yeah. Yeah, and well, I guess he's back. But this issue started out with like him on the run from Craven in the in the in the symbiote. And I was like, what is happening? Did I miss an issue? And it was like, and I always am barking about how there should do more one-off monthly stories, and this is one. It yeah, just, like, shocked me. But it, it it reads very well because of it. You know, oh, that's that, cool. The only thing that really took me out of the book was when Peter Parker shows up at the end. Spoiler. Because, you know what? But it's not really. <laughs> he doesn't do anything, like, pertaining to the story. But, you know, he's got his own future foundation stuff going on. Like, yeah. To have him cameo in the book just to say Spider-Man's in it. I yeah, that's kind of a cheap. Story. That's a cheap sell. Uh, one of the other things I do like about the book is because the symbiote, uh, because the symbiote only joins for a short time, his powers aren't really more than you know, like enhanced speed, strength, and constitution. <laughs> so he's forced to use guns and gadgets as opposed to relying on you know right. spider-like powers. It's that's uh, cool. It's pretty interesting. I, you know, it takes away the gimmick, like I said earlier, and it, may, it replaces it with something that's more. <clears throat> yeah, so, um, and then what I enjoyed about the end of the episode, or the end of the issue, rather, was um, 
that Peter Parker. Flat, yeah. Well, besides <laughs> that, Flash is actually forced to think on his feet without the symbiote. Oh, which I thought no was pun intended that, since he doesn't have. <laughs> That's that was right. kind of brutal. Like, oh, yeah. I was going to ask, you, is Flash crippled in this? Yeah, he has no legs. It's crippled yes. the uh, political term. <laughs> I hope so. Is he handicapped? So, yes, he is handicapped, but, you know, the symbiote more to make something. Oh, nice. Uh, I kind of derailed my thought there. Yeah. You can kind of sense, like, what, uh, anybody else read maybe this some? I maybe did. I did. Um, shut up. No, I mean, you go ahead. <laughs> Jonesy interrupted you very rudely, <laughs> and he tried to pass the buck. And I no, apologize. I was, was going to say, like, maybe some foreshadowing there, since, you know, he can walk with this uh, suit. Could be. The, my, uh, you know, I, I'm a big Tony Moore fan. Yeah. The art. Yeah, absolutely. Love the yeah. Fear Agent. We're going to talk about it next week. Next week. A whole week we got to wait. I love the coloring of the Fear Agent. I think it was Lee Lowridge, maybe. I don't know. I wrote it down. Um, I'm not a fan of the coloring combo on Venom as much as I loved his early work on Fear Agent. You know, vibrant colors, very clean. Mm -hmm. This is the opposite. It's very, like, dark and gritty. And and don't get me wrong, I love the Tony Moore, but maybe just not in this setting. That was my chest. I'm sorry. (laughs) It was me. Was it you? Okay. There was a rascal in your chest. (laughs) Oh, God. All right, so that's that's Venom. Let's, Let's move on to my list. You know? Yeah. I want to get into something, you know, real hot right now. Should. Real hot. Paper K number five. Uh, let's go into Detective Comics. Mm. Who else is reading Detective Comics? Oh, yeah. I love Detective Comics. I've loved Detective Comics more than Batman for years. Snyder. Jock. Jock, yeah. Probably run, writing uh, the most entertaining, uh, you know, strip of Batman stories. Not even really Batman. The Commissioner had his own story for three issues. It was just all about the Commissioner and his son James. Nice. Um, fascinating writing. Really? If you're not reading Detective Comics, you are a chump. I you need start, to get it right now. I better start reading it. To interject the, the previous issue than the one you're speaking of where um, Jim and James meet and they, he spins the scenario that maybe I drown the waitress in the uh, men's room. And then at the end of the issue, the reveal is he bursts through the door and he just, like, stopped up the sinks. Yeah. Yeah. Because he can't, uh, James, oh James, his son comes back into his life after having a troubled past. And, uh, you know, uh, Mr. Go- or Mr. Gordon, I call him. Yeah. It's like family. It's a respect. Thing. Uh, he's not sure if James is flying right now. And he wants to, he wants to get a job. He, he wants to show his dad that he's, he's back in the, uh, back in the good graces of the Lord Jesus, even, if you believe yeah. in Jesus. Jesus. Mr. Mr. Gordon um, does. And like interspersed between these conversations and all this, you can see the backstory of when James was a younger boy. You can see his childhood. He was always dressing up as the Joker for Halloween. Jeez. Oh, um, it's just. Now. And, you know, you follow through this emotional ride of James Gordon um, where you he, he follows another crook where. You weren't sure if this guy did, you know, the murder or the or the missing was the cause of the missing girl and James's backstory when he was a kid, or, you know, and then the killer. This guy says to Jim Gordon something that kind of, you know, puts him even in a darker place almost. And uh, that's the, the three issue arc is just dealing with you know Jim Gordon's demons hmm. in the past arc, and then this one starting up now is Jock is back on the book with Snyder, um, and it talks about how. Tony Zuko's daughter, you know, the Mr. Zuko, the murderer of Dick Grayson's parents. Right. She's in the picture. She's got something happening with her. You know, her assistant uh, was found murdered inside of a whale. 
That's and um, so they're trying to get to the bottom of that. But the, the, the best parts of the detective are everything with Commissioner Gordon. His wow. interactions with Dick Grayson, you know, as part of Bruce Wayne funding Batman, he now has this elaborate forensics lab that is at the beck and call of the, the, the police department if they want it. And sometimes Commissioner, this is the second time Commissioner's been in the room, and uh, Dick is, like, glad that they're they're asking the Waynes for help. And it's, like, not the case. I guess the, the police department are still kind of turned off by Bruce Wayne's involvement with Batman, so they don't really want to use their uh, equipment. Right. But this this is the only place that could have what done testing on a large whale, so they had to go <laughs> to Dick Grayson for help. Mm. Just some of the, the 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 interaction between Gordon and Dick Grayson is just worth worth the price. Wow. Just check it out. Amazing. Yeah. Uh so Detective Comics. That's it. I love it. I've always it loved Detective Comics ever since uh Brew Baker took it over probably 10 or 8 years ago. That's just that's been the book to beat. I've yeah, never read any of it. Never. Yeah, he does crime, you know, crime stories so well. Yeah. We're going to talk about it today. Awesome. Crime stories. Mm. Mm. Let's mm. get into it. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's me, Dale. Amazing. <clears throat> I know I am. Thank you. You are. <laughs> All right. Yep. I'm, I'm up ready. next. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. you. I'm up to the plate. Yeah. Swing. Let's talk about it. Away. Super dinosaur. You heard it here first. Kirkman. Anybody? Robert right? T. Kirkman. I, I did read it. I bought it on the comics app. Amazing. Well, hold Jonesy, my does, side. Jonesy does not look happy right now. It's just you know what I I was hold it. Let's let's okay. get let's get the the got details it, of this book. Yeah. So you got Super Dinosaur, right? Mm-hmm. Bob Kirkman, call him Bob. Bob Kirkman's uh, foray into uh, an all ages comic. Yeah. So you have this little guy, Derek Dynamo, son of the once great Doctor Dynamo, and uh, apparently some time ago. A hundred miles below the Earth's surface in inner Earth or some sort of inner... Yeah, it's like a planet in a planet. I think it's called Middle Earth. (laughs) Middle Earth. Middle Earth. They call it. Yeah, because, you know, copyright. (laughs) Um, They found dinosaurs, apparently, and uh, what they lead on to is uh, they were experimented in some form, and uh, they, um, they worked on these dinosaurs, so now the prototype... Of the original um, line was was T Rex, nine mm-hmm. foot T Rex, and uh, now he has a sort of a bionic. Well, at first he's intelligent. I mean, he can speak it's English. Like a normal guy. Yeah, he, he talks. He's Call best friend. SD for short. SD talks about his best friend Derek Dynamo, mm-hmm. but he has like these sh- huge shoulder pads with like regular sized arms. And uh, the T Rex controls the arms with little joysticks by his arms, and he's like, uh, you know, he's a crime fighter. Yeah, it's this it's this weird dynamic duo of a a brilliant like twelve year old and a, a super, super large T Rex yeah. that shoots missiles. And uh, uh-huh. so that's you know the the intro to the book. Uh, that's what they go out and do, and and what you come to find out is Doctor Dynamo maybe isn't all that he once was upstairs. Maybe he's got mm-hmm. some Alzheimer's things going on. Mm-hmm. And uh, and uh, yeah, the. There, he's he was working on an equation, and his son solved the equation. And the reveal is, you know, uh, Doctor Dynamo isn't as brilliant as he once was. 
Uh, I guess yeah. I guess something's happening where he's losing his intelligence, but his son is there. So it's a total before Jonesy passes any judgment. It looks like he already has. <laughs> this is a total all ages book. Right. I don't even think we're really the intended audience, but I do want to say something about that. So this is Kirkman doing, you know, a book totally for kids. Uh, in my opinion, it's totally for kids. I read it, and and it's probably not what I'm going to be reading every month. Right. Which is great. You know, Kirkman's putting kids out, kids yep. books out there. Um, and I will say this: there is a my caveat is Fighting Avenger was an all ages book, but I really enjoyed Fighting uh, the mm. Fighting Avenger. Yeah. I don't know what the difference was. Maybe it was just Captain America, so I was interested in what's happening there. And these are brand new characters. Um, Kirkman definitely wrote for kids in the book. Like you could tell that it was like yeah, I got that sense with hard for kids. A lot of the dialogue was like early 90s cartoons like yeah. it was Derek Dynamo said awesome all the time his everything's awesome yeah, super I'm dinosaurs awesome, awesome. that and, was kind uh, of dragging for me yeah and it just I don't know if Kirkman was just trying his hardest or maybe that's that's the direction he's, he wants to go is maybe mm-hmm. early 90s theme um it was really cool in the back of the book though in the in what's going to be the letters page he encouraged anybody under the age of 18 to write in with their thoughts on the book and That's stuff. Good, so yeah. he's, you know, he's really, he's going out there for, you know, the younger kids. Jazzy, the floor is yours now. You uh, look no, like you've you know, been ready and waiting. <laughs> Frothy. I have not, I'm not poised to strike. <laughs> now, <laughs> did you do a squeal? I think I heard a squeal. <laughs> no, I, uh, I, all power to any, anything all ages, you know, as, from our post on paperkeg.com about the fighting Avenger, you know, I, it becomes a part where you see somebody trying to get kids involved in comics that like, yeah. even though I'm not a, you know, I'm starting to get off the Kirkman train. I do nod to, you know, with the respect, the fact he's trying to get new readers in. So I will not pass judgment on the book. Well, that's, that's very, that's very high of you. That's nice. And very... Usually I would just trash Kirkman. <laughs> yeah. But you know, do you not read invincible anymore? You don't, you're not, uh, you know, I, I read the last issue. Don't spoil what it. What was the last issue? Don't spoil it. No, something, I'm not. Something happened at the Ma- end. Something I'm was sure that Mary Sale was listening intently. Well, I was, think, no, was, I was thinking about talking about the last invincible, but there's a huge The last one I read is is the the war is over issue. Okay. So I, still I kind of, there's still kind of a picking up the pieces issue that just came out. That I have not read his girlfriend. I haven't read that yet. Have you read that, Dale? I haven't, I haven't read I usually read Invincible in trades. Oh, when well, I can get la, the uh, la di da five dollar trades at the comic cons. Don't be mad. I mean, la just I'm trying to save a buck here. Don't be hating. Don't be hating, Jonesy. Just take it away, Fine, right Jonesy. Now. All right, Batman just... Inc. Number five. Whatever stops Slim from talking. <laughs> Jonesy wasn't ready to trash Super Dinosaur. I have a feeling he's ready to trash this. <laughs> he's off. No, no, it's it's not trash because it's written by Grant Morrison, who is a genius. You say that almost <laughs> begrudgingly. Who is a genius? He's ma- people are made to say that. Internet just, darling. Uh, Batman Inc. Number one and number two were so good. They were sexy and just, I don't know if the the premise is a good idea, but not drawn out to like different segments and different Batman. Like I don't, I can't see myself following this issue, this line of story for twenty five issues. Mm-hmm. And it's just, I think. Morrison loves classic pulp Batman characters that he can oh, just yeah. bring out of the freezer. And he's just got too many of them at the mm-hmm. same time. I, I, at one point, on one panel, let me see if I can find it. On the internet. There's at least four, not, yeah, four different Batman-esque characters in the panel at one time. And it's just, I think the Batwoman is in this one, yeah, right? Bat, Batwoman, the, Batgirl, the guy he's trying to recruit. 
Um, I forget the guy's name. The guy, uh, he's got his red bandana on. Yeah, yeah. And a big uh, handlebar Ron Jeremy mustache. <laughs> and uh, let's see what else. And the guy who's looks like Azrael. All four of them in the, in the panel at the same time. <laughs> Me too. And that's exactly confused as I am. And at the end of the book, they have the Batman recruit that he picks up who's been on the streets for a while. And I honestly said, I, was, I can't remember. He's a rough and tough In the guy. last five issues of when this Batman was even created. Mm. So yeah, I don't know. I think I'm going to skip the conclusion to this arc and try to pick it up again. Oh, yeah, I think there's two segments of Batman readers, and I think we both fall into the same one. I don't know, maybe, but Grant Morrison can definitely, you know, give a, the Batman reader that loves the history of Batman to the 40s a total H.J., and they'll just love every second of it. That's you know, they're true. like, oh, here's, a yourself. Character, here's a character that was in one panel like 50 years ago. Oh, I'm man. so glad he brought this Come one out. Back. Me personally, I don't care anything about that. Uh, it's not for me. I don't right. want the, 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 you know, the character that was you know, off panel and mentioned once in 1970 to become right. a huge character. I don't care anything about that. No, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of the Batman as a detective, as the most dangerous person in the world. I'm waiting, for, I'm waiting for you to mention the Hush storyline. That's like your Ben Smiley <laughs> for Batman. You know, I'm not going to say a word about it. <laughs> but, uh, but no, just the one-off. I mean, even if it's five, six-issue arcs, but the encapsulated stories about Batman solving something yeah. is what yeah. I like to read best. Yeah. We're running Detective out of time. Comics. We're running out of time right now. we got to get into Stumptown. Okay. Are you ready? I don't want to. But, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Save it for the show. Stumptown I mean. by Rucka and Southworth. I love Rucka. The Rucka. I love Rucka. You love Greg. Rucka's work. At Rucka Writer on that Twitter. Gregory J. Rucka. That's what his friends call him. So Gregory J. GJR. GJR. Uh, so this is a story. Let me get. Let me get my notes. Bring it up. Just bring it up. Can I bring up the notes? Bring yeah. it up. Let's get our, our tech guy to bring up the notes on the screen. Nothing but time. Um, so South uh, Southworth and Rucka have crafted this tale. Um, it's involving this uh, detective, this PI. She gets hired by the head of the local casino. You know, it takes place in kind of like a an American Indian area. So there's a huge American Indian casino. Um, Portland, Dex. Oregon. Yeah, Portland, Oregon. Oregon, Oregon. If you're into that sort of thing. Uh, Dex Parios is the PI. Uh, she's got a huge gambling debt. So the Sue Lin runs the casino. So she uh, hires Dex uh, in order to absolve her debt. She has to find her granddaughter, Charlotte. Um, and in the midst of finding, attempting to find out what happened to Charlotte, who had run away, perhaps with someone, she left her car. Um, she gets tangled up with um, kind of a big businessman, Hector Morenso, and his kids, and it's kind of a, a tangled web to find out what has happened with Charlotte. A tangled web. <laughs> um, this is the second time I've read it. I read it before. Uh, and I thought it would make a good topic for the show. Um, well, we go either way. Con we're controversial here. We are. We, we we just stir it up. It doesn't have to be all puppy dogs and ice cream all the no, time. No, absolutely not. Um, now, I do know that Jonesy struggled. Jonesy. I did. To finish this book. John, look, we all have a limited amount of time. Jonesy. In yeah. life. Yeah, yeah, in life. And, you know, that's, I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> he was struggling to find... Uh, get a chance to, to finish it because, yeah. you know. Yeah. There was a couple times I sat down to, like, focus, like, to read, the, like, I need to yeah. read this for the show. And I think it was halfway through the second issue, like, 
my mind just started to wander. <laughs> like I was reading panels and I was like, I wonder how far I can get in Dragon Age if I were to just play right now. So, yeah. you know, like it's – but Rucka is not a bad writer. Like I like Greg Rucka's work. I think it just uh, – That's I think that's what the, was the most surprising thing for me. just wasn't – It didn't grab me. It didn't grab – it didn't seem hackneyed. It wasn't like I was like, you know, I'm reading stories been told a thousand times. It just it, – I guess it was just too slow. Like it didn't pick me up and carry me away. Yeah, it, there was something that that just wasn't wasn't there as far as I, I mean maybe the uh, the the tech the, maybe the detective work or the p- private eye work just wasn't uh, engaging enough or it, things just seemed to fall into place before you were engaged and found it or I I don't know just things kind of went along in their own little path and and from beginning to end it was just. You just—it was hard to get engaged or yeah. you know get stressed out about a problem like oh my god she's going to because die. it's going to be solved in two minutes or yeah, I mean, yeah and I like I'm a big fan of scrappy strong female Absolutely, characters yeah. uh, you know that's one of my favorite things or one of my favorite archetypes in comics but it just seemed like the character of Dex was just along for the ride she wasn't really a protagonist mm-hmm. as much as you know just part of the scenery and that just. You know, when you get into a frame of mind where, like, all right, if you're going to have a strong female character, this is kind of what you come to expect. And it just seemed like this comp was very quick to take the easy way out. Hmm. And I hate saying that. Like I said, I hate saying that about Greg Rucka because that's yeah. not what, you, what I've come to expect. Thanks for listening to five episodes, Greg. We'll, uh, <laughs> we'll let you know when we, when we start a new one. <laughs> love your Twitter icon. I do love his Twitter icon. That's pretty sweet. I liked Stump Town. I'm throw See, that out there right now. Okay. You're all right. It's all right. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> Takes all kinds. Um, you know, I liked Southworth's, uh, you know, dirty art. I loved it. It was not not to slight him, and, and I I want to say that it was almost in an unfinished state. Just kind of his style. Um, I enjoyed the Dex character. I loved how she flirted her way to get answers. You know, is she a lesbian? Is she straight? Who knows? Whatever it takes to get answers. You know. Yeah. That keeps you guessing. I mean, um, I liked the uh, you know the added character of her brother Ansel. You know, Ansel. mentally retarded. She's the, she, you know she's she's working her ass off to solve these cases, but at the same time she's got to worry about her brother getting to work. You know, to make sure he's okay. Um, I did like that angle. I loved the coloring in the first two issues. I think because it was the same colorist as the first couple issues of Fear Agent that I liked. Oh, Fear Agent. Loved. The fear agent colorist Lee. Let's call him Lee L. Lee right L. now, it's probably not even. Um, yeah. Uh, the the one uh, negative, I guess, I could say is that the the resolution involving the family kind of took over the story. Yeah. In the in, I guess maybe the fourth issue, maybe some of the third, Marenzo. Um, it became it almost became their their book. Um. Yeah, towards the end. But I guess I don't know. Like the book wasn't really called "Dex Solves Crime," it was a story about the uns- this missing woman. So I guess in that respect, I, I'm fine with certain other characters taking over towards the end. Um, I love at the beginning of the book where Dex gets shot, and you know, to to animate how her getting shot affects the birds near the lake. You know, he he anim- he showed in like twenty boxes the birds flying away, as opposed to just like one panel of like birds squawking and get out of the way. He showed kind of like their 
reaction, you know, flying away long distance and then nothing else happening. I thought that was awesome to start off the book. But apparently you guys hated it, so that's cool. <laughs> and what, I, honestly, with that, I thought I had uh, – going into it after reading those, those first few uh, panels, I thought I was going to be – I thought I was going to like it more because hmm. of that. I also thought I was going to like it way more, I think, only because of the uh, the stigma – or not the stigma, but the, the legend of Stumptown because it's just – there's only four issues, and it's – I even mm-hmm. in the uh, the back of the books, it was supposed to be so much more, and it hasn't been for – a long time, so it's another yeah. one of those things that may never get finished. But I think the legend of Stumptown is way is is better than Stumptown itself. Yeah, the the my one other negative was the the different coloring changes super noticeable in issue three. Um, it was very dark for the first two issues, you know, which showed the depth of uh, Lee L in those Lee two L. issues, completely opposite of Fear Agent. Um, and then it, it just looked like it almost looked like a different artist in the third and fourth issues. Um, but I enjoyed it. Uh, B underscore Corto on the Twitter read it. Uh, non non reader. You know, I've been letting her borrow some books. She <laughs> said it felt like she was reading a man's comic. You know? Wow. She felt good about it. Good. I don't, think she, I don't think she liked it that much though. Just uh, I think when in issue one, where they do the plot of uh, Dex as a gambler, and yeah, yeah. you know, in order to you know forgive her gambling debt, she's got to take this case. Mm-hmm. And you know, as soon as it happens, it's going to be this big blockbuster case. Like, yeah. you know, it's it, you know, it's like a '90s action film, which is not per se a bad thing. It's just it works and you know, it works wasn't comics. It wasn't what I was. I guess it's my fault because it wasn't what I was looking for out of this book. Mm. You know, when when I paged through it initially, uh, like I said earlier, I was looking for a strong female lead that kind of you know kicked mm-hmm. day. And took and names. Took in. Yeah, you know, and <laughs> took ends. <laughs> but uh, it was just, uh, you know, it just for me, it missed the mark. Yeah, I, I think love you, Greg Rucker. When you when you guys brought it up, brought it up, I think when it turned into the uh, Marinso storyline, I think that maybe just kind of washed whatever work um, Dexedrin had done, mm. washed it away from me because you know it's all about them and their inner struggles which i could barely keep track of because i it was weird because the uh, brother Ansel. this uh, no the brother slash son of oscar the Mar- oscar and the other guy i think maybe it was uh papa marinzo's bodyguard i thought they were like, the same guy in I, one got, panel. I got them so confused <laughs> in so many panels uh so that's Stumptown. let's just I stop the, was, let's stop the train on Stumptown. now let's you just move into some positivity Next show, we're going to be talking about Fury Agent Volume 1, Reignition. Yes. Go get it right now. Oh, I, oh. Not in the Dark Horse app because it's not there. One, one more thing. Yep. I did want to bring up, um, it was really cool, storyline story aside, I mean, let's get real. <laughs> the uh, At the end of every book, the way Southworth kind of pulled you into his process, I thought was really cool reading. Like the, uh, It wasn't a letters page. It was just like a blog each issue about what he's gone through in his life and what he's trying to do to get this thing worked out. Yeah. I think that was really awesome. And that was I, good. That uh, I'd like to see more of that. I mean, you know, it's tough nowadays. I think I think uh, Chu does that in the single issues. I think you you get into the writer's head, and but mostly the artist. I think they do the same thing, which is cool. Yeah. Um, Props. Let's, let's get into some letters right now. Ready? All right. Let's let's get into the letters here. We are back for the letters segment to close out the show. Mark Farrington usually reads them. He's on assignment. Yeah. Chicago. He has entrusted me Chicago. with Chicago. Uh, Chicago traveling down. Sinatra. 
And I'm just shutting it down right now. All right, Farrington. I have to do you justice here, pal. He's not going to listen to uh, this if, anyway. If you want to email the show, letters at papercake.com. Okay. Yep, absolutely. We will read them. If you listen to the, uh, if you read the books along with us for book club, whatever. Yeah, some are too inappropriate, so we don't need to read them, but some are borderline, so we do read those. Yeah, yeah, borderline. Oh, by the way, no apologies for next uh, episode. That's pretty well, good. Yeah, we didn't get into that <laughs> segment. We'll find something, Jonesy. All right. This first one comes in from Warren Richards. Uh, I've been seeing a lot of Smallville talks on the internet lately because I guess the show is still on for some reason. What is your opinion on a scale of completely unwatchable to garbage? <laughs> uh, I stopped watching Smallville after season one, I think. Okay. As did I. John Z, I think you still watch it, right? I watched every season semi-religiously. Some I would I would wait till it was over and get the DVD box set so I can kind of pick and choose what I wanted. Uh, it fell flat for me, like, what, seasons four to six, but when uh, Geoff Johns and uh, all those guys started taking it more towards the DCU, it, it, for me, it truly got better because mm. being a comics guy, like when you you inject characters like Maggie Sawyer, when you get a, they had that two-hour movie called Absolute Justice where the Justice Society came in, like, it just... I watched that. That was pretty that, cool. Uh, that, for me, made Smallville fun again. What was the season where he was on, like, the crucifix and, the, and the, like, a, and he had the... the very first episode. Or the, very, the, cover, very first the, episode. Co the cover, like, it was cover art for a DVD set. Was that season one? Very first episode, yeah. Okay. Say very first episode one more time. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to come to blows here on paper cake. <laughs> Uh, this next letter comes in from uh, Jim Heitmeyer, uh, right. fresh off the subject, the Swamp Thing picture. If you guys didn't know, uh, this awesome artist, uh, Brad Heitmeyer. Brad Heitmeyer. Uh, at Feinsta. At Feinsta on artist Twitter. Artist of Inherited. Uh, he does a cover for every one of these podcasts, and uh, we give him mad props because that's half the fun. Of the Absolutely. Uh, we didn't mention it at the, at the beginning, but he does every cover for every episode. He, he does it himself. They're fantastic. Yeah. You know it's what amazing. is amazing to me? He can draw that in like twenty seconds. He's crazy like fast. Mm. His warm-up work is better than anything I could ever hope to draw <laughs> in my entire life. Yeah, yeah. He tweets all those all the time. Um, uh, so Swamp Thing picture was a subject. Awesome, Brad. So I guess maybe that's, maybe that's from his brother. That's Unless props. he has a son, Jim. I'm not sure. Man, props because he deserves. A he lot does of deserve the props. Um, next one coming in from Anthony B. Here, in Anthony. regards to a uh, Superman. Uh, because that was just a hot topic on the show. Yeah, <clears throat> big fan here. Thank, thank you, Anthony. Uh, last weekend, my son was running around the yard pretending to be Superman. Can you believe it? <laughs> In order to teach him a lesson, I pushed him down pretty hard on the concrete <laughs> until he bled. Some Superman. He didn't even have a cape. What superpowers would you like to have? <laughs> I like how readers and listeners of Paper K like to be more inappropriate every week. That we it is getting to that stage. It. They're pushing it. Uh, Jonesy, what superpower would you want to have? This is, like a, this is like a form spring question. Uh, you know what? It's not flight. Everybody picks flight because mm -hmm. you would need invulnerability. Absolutely. Or you'd go flying and then die. I would think uh, my power would be telekinesis. Really? Yeah. Really? Telekinesis. Dale. My power. Dale, your thoughts oh. on superpowers. I'm going to say telepathy. Just wanted to stop him from saying yeah, it, just in case. Besides, going more for the mind f's the mind. <laughs> I would go only because probably every night, um, from then until now, then 
being question mark question mark. I dreamt I was Spider Man. Wow. Your so, avatar so on the Twitter what? is now Spider Man. Yeah. yeah, check it out. I was thinking about putting the Hulk up there for mine, but I don't want to steal your thunder. No, you know no, no. I, re- I welcome Do it. it. Yeah. Get, get J Man to snip branding, it up. Get the for branding you. out there. Yeah, J Man, when you listen, can you snip me on some uh, gray haired Hulk? <laughs> could be my icon. <laughs> one more one more before we close out the show? Uh, yeah. Uh, let's go uh, with this one since you guys picked your super pa- superpowers just yeah. now from mm-hmm. John C. Don't you guys think Rachel Summers look kind of black sometimes? What is the deal with that? Seems racist. Wow. Rachel Summers being the daughter of Jean Grey Jean from Grey? an alternate timeline. Oh, uh, that's right. That's right. She she doesn't seem black to me. But I don't know. Is she in comics anymore? She's yeah. Because mm-hmm. I, oh, I I don't know if she hangs out with those three uh, psychics that are tied to uh, Emma Frost. You know what I'm talking about? The cuckoos. The cuckolds. <laughs> I think it's the cuckoos. I don't think it's the cuckolds. Doesn't that have other implications? (laughs) It's another book. (laughs) (laughs) I made myself laugh. Oh, God. Oh, God. So I think that's, yeah. This um, is awesome. I I don't agree with that that reader or listener. Emailer. I don't see it. Uh, Uh, John C., I think sometimes it just has to do with shading and the way the character is drawn. Yeah. Big um, show tonight. Great job, guys. High five. five. Mental high five. Me and Slim. Telekinetic high five. Next week, we'll be discussing Fear Agent. Farrington will still be on assignment, however. He's in Chicago for like two years. <laughs> Unfortunately. No, he's on assignment for the website. Yeah, that's what I mean. He's doing journalism. He's not for doing any articles for Paper Keg. Do we have a sponsor? Uh, the sponsor, as always, is uh, from Cedarville, New Jersey. Is the fake pony maker. Who lives <laughs> down the street. Who cleans who fake ponies in their yard to scare away children. We're going to get some pictures for you. Soon. Sweet. Check it out at .com. So we'll see everyone next week. Nice word, Beers. Yeah.